Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, then, people, it's the Football Ramble. It's Tom Heaton and Felipe Anderson's birthday. Rejoice! We're going to be talking all things Liverpool, some things Chelsea, and all things Newcastle as well. Hmm. How are you doing this Football Ramble? We are back. Hope you had a lovely weekend. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by uh, Jim Campbell and Luke Ramble. All right. Yeah, you're right. Hello. Yeah. We just, had a, we just had a spillage in the studio. There's water all over the desk. Mm-hmm. You just gave me a uh, Ramones-esque surname. <laughs> we should call ourselves Pete Ramble, Jim Ramble. And I think you are actually Jim Ramble on uh, Twitter, aren't you? No. Well, I thought you were <laughs> you Jim TFR. It's Jim oh, Campbell sort of, yeah, Short-sighted, yeah. mate. Yeah, well, right. you know. You're going to blow this popsicle stand one day, and you need options. Well, I can probably change it, can't I? The f- Once I get a better Friendly offer. lad. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what, what, what do you say about art? Friendly rapscallion. Yes! Beautiful. Can you tell me how old Philippa Anderson and Tom Heaton are, respectively? I'm going to guess at 26 and 34. Ooh. Pete? 28 and 36. 26 and 30. 
Three. Oh, oh. good, Jim. Very close. Jim, well very done, close. Mate. Well, uh, you should have brought him a cake, shouldn't you? Both yes. in action at the weekend, of course. As yes, well. indeed. indeed. Joe Hart, saw Joe Hart remonstrating from the bench quite a lot. <laughs> what he does now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Nice work. position. Nice work if you can get it. So we can, we're going to be starting uh, with the uh, match that uh, delighted, I think it's fair to say, proper topsy turvy stuff. It, well, topsy in that um, Chelsea didn't actually go any goals. Liverpool versus Chelsea. Uh, that happened yesterday. 2 uh, 0 uh, to Liverpool. Liverpool really had to win this one. And mm. Uh, Manuel Salah Salah's goal my god gentlemen I'll give you the floor <laughs> it was an exoset <laughs> absolute exocet intercontinental ballistic missile yeah, they're wow. probably two separate types of missile I don't care yeah. mixed it, together it was a it was a, one of those beautiful goals um, that we all obviously we all know that and it came obviously hot on the heels of the first one which made it even more impactful but mm. and this is a huge but the reason this will live long in the memory for, right. for me uh, is that it was scored from a part of the pitch which made the camera angle delicious. Yes, <laughs> it was, yeah. It, had, it did that delicious thing, as you say, where it moves. And uh, it's, it's rare that a player can even strike a ball like that, let mm. alone score with it. It's just, ah. Oh. And it was great that the um, the things that are needed to make a, a, a long-range exocet mm. execute properly is the camera angle. Because if someone scores one of those from a bit further out, but it's right in the middle of the pitch, you don't really get it until you see mm. the replay, the yeah. velocity and stuff. That was perfect. But also, the ball didn't spin in the air. Right. Which makes it almost in a way extra dramatic. It was yeah. like, I've picked my spot and I'm going to get this ball as quick as I can to that spot in the straightest way possible. And I'm going to hit it like a rock. <laughs> like an absolute rock. Not not like when you're trying to skim a stone on a pond. Yeah. When you're trying to throw a rock as far yeah. as you can. Mm. It's Two it minutes. great. Two minutes after we've scored. Yeah. Just going to have a little ding. Yeah. I Just thought going to see what happens. Why not? We're yeah, ahead. I thought it was very friendly towards the people who have to recut um, landscape video into um, portrait for Snapchat and Instagram and stuff like that. I think that's probably the people we all thought of first. <laughs> I thought that. I thought um, it's really really nice and straight. That camera angle works. They won't have to do that weird kind of blurring technology. It's, 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 yeah. I don't no, like tell, it. Tell us that. a bit more about that. Well, basically, when you convert a landscape video to um, portrait and basically, you know how difficult it is for a camera to follow a football if it's moving really quickly. Yeah. They have to do this weird blur tracking kind of movement to make it still fit into the portrait mode of a mobile phone. Uh, so it actually looks oh, a bit weird. It looks so, rather unnatural. Is this related to the thing that makes some TV shows look like soap operas, even though they're shot I, really well? I believe that's uh, either true motion or a higher frame rate. I, I, think, like that. I thought that's frame rate. That's no? frame rate, okay. yeah. Frame it's rate. like The Hobbit. Uh, I think it was The Hobbit filmed at 50. Something like that, yeah. Uh, Peter Jackson wanted to do the 48 first... 48 or something. 48 or 50, yeah. um, depending on where you are. And um, it just makes it look a bit um, naff. You yes. can really see the set design. Yes. So there you go. Yeah, and I think that's probably <laughs> that's probably, probably what's going to live long in the memory about it. I, I think so. Say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people are going to say the landscape to portrait guys that killer blow that saw off Maurizio Sarri's Chelsea and could have arguably handed the first Premier League title in two generations yeah. to Liverpool, mm. a country. A, sorry, a country. Not they think they're a country. They're not. <laughs> a, a city that's been desperate for such an accolade for such yeah. a long time. There mm. are people who have lived and died yeah. without seeing it. What's going to live long in the memory is the technology yeah. that made think, it, enabled it to be, to be represented properly yeah. on Instagram stories. Mm. <laughs> Shay Given wasn't that impressed. <laughs> Tucking right in. <laughs> Wonderful. Smashing a lovely a lamb lunch, lunch in the centre of Windsor. It, check it out. That's what that was. Check it out. He was basically, it was, they do this more often than not nowadays. If you're an amazing goal scorer, they will always be filming uh, kind of goggle box style the presenters mm. while they're in the actual um, set when they're actually in the set of the TV show watching uh, the um, 
watching the action. And so they'll cut back to Alan Shearer going, oh, brilliant, great stuff. And Ian Wright just going crazy. Uh, but Shea, it was Shea giving Ian Wright and someone else. And, Stephen uh, Manaman. Is it Stephen Manaman? Mm. Brilliant. And they were both going crazy because uh, Ian Wright loves a great goal. And yeah. Stephen Manaman Ian Wright just loves fan. life. Yeah. Yeah. Ian Wright yeah. turns a, a corner man. in a street and sees a cat <laughs> and goes, I just, I just can't believe it. <laughs> He's a great guy. And that's why he's a national treasure. God damn it. Shea Given in the middle of eating his dinner, though. Talk to me about the um, the logistics of that, though, because to me, as someone who is on nodding terms with that kind of stuff, mm. that, to me, says Shea Given has turned up late there. Because what do you mean? Normally, he hasn't had time mm, to have his dinner. If that's filmed at IMG, mm. production house out in North West London, mm. Uxbridge, you turn up at your call time, They the, the runner comes... Gives you a menu. Right. It says, what do you want for lunch? Ooh la la. Yeah, you get your lunch and you Fancy. eat it and then you have your production and you go mm. in. I think what's happened there, Shay Given's come late from another job yeah. or he's just turned up late and they're letting him eat the, 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 the a proper hot meal in the studio setting. Yeah. We've just spilt water gravy. in here. Imagine if that was <laughs> gravy, gravy, Jim. Around. Imagine if that was gravy in the spillage I, I, earlier. A dent. No, exactly. That's other people in football's rider and we well know that. <laughs> yeah, but, but, Shea, but Shay was, I mean, he did look up to be fair. He looked up yeah. and he looked actually annoyed that they'd scored a goal of such quality while he was enjoying his, uh, his scran. The yeah. growth must have been incredible for, like, <laughs> for it not to compare. They are, He looked genuinely disgruntled. I mean, I would say that he probably was late to the studio uh, because he doesn't seem like the most organised chap. His uh, Twitter profile uh, has a pre-order link for a book that came out three years ago. Wow. <laughs> Maybe they've got Steve Harper on standby yeah. just in case he doesn't turn up. <laughs> the, thing is, the other thing about the only thing I like about Given there is that he's, stick, he's sticking to his principles. If I'm, and we're assuming he's running late, and if and if we've besmirched his good name and he wasn't late, <laughs> yeah. and it was some sort of other admin error, fair enough. Yeah. But for me, rude. If I come up late and someone says, look, do you want a bit of food? And I go, do you know what? I know I'm late. I'm sorry. I'm a bit hungry. If you could just knock us up a quick sandwich, mm. I'd really appreciate mm. it. I don't know, or a bag of crisps or something. Shay Given is so sure of himself. He said, I am late. I do want to be sat there watching the game with the rest of you. I would like a full roast mm. dinner, please. He yeah. is concentrating. Go to the nearest pub if you have to. The <laughs> most admin out. heavy of all the meals. Absolutely. But he's concentrating on one thing and one thing only, like all goalkeepers should be. They should yeah, be kind focus. of devoted to one thing. You, they do say that about goalkeepers. You can spend 65 minutes doing absolutely nothing and then out of the blue, a full roast dinner comes in front of you. <laughs> and you're expected <laughs> you to, to deal with it. it. Yeah. Uh, there was a lovely moment when uh, Robertson uh, slipped over and Jürgen uh, did a proper giggle to the crowd and like gave them a pump up kind of, yeah. come on guys! Guys, give him the support. At that, at that point, I realised I am a complete media whore because my heart skipped a beat there. What? Even though Liverpool were already, weren't they two and up at the time? I think it was one, okay. maybe. Well, in which case, it happened in within two minutes. Oh, well, maybe not then. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought, oh my God, what's going to happen? Obviously nothing. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, actually, it's there was a lot of talk before the game about the Gerrard slip, which I'm sure Liverpool themselves ignored as much as possible. Yeah. But this is exactly the sort of nonsense that you have to banish isn't it when you're on such a run like this um, and uh, they'll be delighted to have done that and to have kept a clean sheet as mm. well and to have done such a professional job because again Chelsea didn't really they didn't look like they were ever likely to win it I know Hazard had, they had a, couple a couple of chances, chances didn't they like Hazard hit the post and kind of missed it missed from quite close they, range but yeah they and Chelsea's record at Anfield as we learnt on Thursday I think Jim, you brought it to the table was, it's very it's good, really good yeah. un, undefeated in their last eight mm. or something so it was a really good win for Liverpool Um the, the team selection from Sarri, I know this is something that t- we've talked about all season, but very, very quickly, a particular part of the team selection for me was a bit odd because I think that clearly he played Hazard because he wanted to drift in between defend- defenders and midfielders and try and cause a bit of havoc and he's been in good form. I get that. I know this is probably an unpopular v- viewpoint. I think you've got to play Giroud in that game. I think you've mm-hmm. got to play him as a focal point. It gives you an out ball. Liverpool are going to probably dominate at home. They've been very good. They're expected 
by some to win the league. If they don't win the league, they come very close. They're the dominating. They're the dominant team in this. Yeah. I'd have Giroud there because he offers you such an outlet. You want, you want Giroud tying up Van Dijk. Yeah, exactly. It kind of takes away the best defender, to, doesn't it? Yeah. But Sarri won't adhere to that, will he? He won't. No. He won't. He won't deviate from what he wants to do. You're right, though. Occupying Van Dijk would be great. There was an amazing stat going into that game that um, someone put to might have put might have actually put it to Sarri or maybe Klopp that no one has taken on and beaten Van Dijk in a one-on-one dribble in like over a year. That's amazing. Yeah, so um, maybe they expected Hazard to be the first person to do that. But as you said, you guys said, putting Giroud up there, just giving him up, getting him right amongst Mm. it. I just Mm. think he he can still do that at the top level and I'd like to have seen him given the chance. And exactly, it's not really about (laughs) running at him with Giroud on the pitch, is it? It's about um, just giving him... Giving him a lot to deal with whenever you get him in because uh, uh, Giroud's hold-up play is so good. That is, that is a, an amazing stat. I feel like you rarely see Van Dyke sprint because he just reads the game so well. It's mm. like he never needs to. Yeah. It's he's, incredible. He's an impressive human being. He's like a young Rio Ferdinand. Uh, Jordan Henderson. Uh, I kind of mm. got to uh, uh, pull him out. Uh, I thought he was really, really good before he got so He's had a really, really strong week. He has. And actually, I think he's a good example of Klopp using his squad really intelligently and sort mm. of bringing players in and out a little bit more. He's playing him a bit further forward now, isn't he? Which is, um, isn't something you might have expected to have, have, have reaped the rewards that it has, but mm. obviously he knows his players really, really well. Um, and yeah, he's been impressive and he's a real leader on the pitch as yeah. well, isn't he? And he's, he's stepping up now when they have to go and win these games, when there's pressure on them all the time and just sort of diffusing that. And again, he's another really impressive one. I'm surprised. Uh, I'd almost forgotten about Jordan Shakiri. I don't really know what's happening there. He played there. a big part in celebrating that goal with Klopp. <laughs> <laughs> he jumped right into his arms. It was Yay. a magnificent scene. Yeah, like he did into his jacket that time. Yeah, that. that was amazing. Wasn't <laughs> yeah. it? That video of him just disappearing into Klopp was amazing. <laughs> um, the um, the cross for Henderson, which that was a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. That cross to to Mane for the for the first goal, where you know a lesser, um, a, le- a, a less concentrating player in that moment might have been forgiven for just whipping that across the face of the goal. Mm, mm. But he delivered that lovely... Um, well, they, they went on some mad... The commentators went on some mad Masters analogy vibe, didn't they? <laughs> it was, it was like a sand wedge... It's the Masters this oh, weekend! God, yeah. And a sand wedge to the back post! <laughs> <laughs> but it, to be fair, it was good. Yeah, it was, oh, it was good. excellent. And the, yeah. and the header was equal to it, I think. Some some of those you can see sort of flash wide. You've got, you got to bury they that. They missed time there. Yeah. Are you burying that with that nah. forehead you've got there? How very rude you of you. You and I, actually, all three of us have got quite big foreheads. Yeah, mine's the biggest. Mine's, mine's second biggest, then Jin's. But yours is at above average. You're just getting out, getting away with it because yeah, you're sat in the room with us. I've got glasses on which like hides a bit of it, I suppose. You're not full out McPartland, but you're definitely <laughs> not Steven Gerrard. I think Luke I think Luke might be obsessed with the size of people's heads. Remember we had a meeting a little while ago and you all you could talk about was the size of a man's head. It's weird. Oh, yeah, but yeah. it was particularly small. <laughs> it was one of the smallest heads I've ever seen. But um, I think See, th- I don't really log those things, which is just. <laughs> no. All three of us, um, I'm interested in the human condition. What can I say? All three of us <laughs> would have buried that. Man, he's got a very big forehead as well. So mm. that's part of the reason why he was able to power that head at home. <laughs> Money head. Yeah. Money head. Um, uh, Leicester versus Newcastle also took place on the Friday. You said this wasn't going to be a very good match. It was quite a good match, simply because Leicester were a bit poor at the back. Very disjointed. They were dropping passes left, right and centre. The Magpies, you'd imagine, are probably safe now, uh, thanks to uh, Perez. Yeah, who yeah. you hate. I don't hate. I just think he's an... Uh, we shouldn't have to rely on a player who costs 1.5 million. Yeah, every time he's mentioned, you say, and then we went to watch um, Chelsea v Newcastle at Stamford Bridge. I was screaming, net spend. And you, net spend. And every time Perez got the ball, 
you went, and apparently he was three million euros. Mm. Talk to me about exchange rates. There's no <laughs> way the euro is two to one. Well, I don't know. Mm. Well, you know what term transfer fees are all about. It's probably three million eventually, isn't it? Okay. Anyway. And he's played enough but games. But every time a... I mention him, Jim, even if he did something good, Peter would be like, oh, he's a two million pound player. But he, well, he's he been a soldier for Benitez, has he not? <laughs> he really has. Well, he's kind of come back into form since Benitez got there. Maybe it's the Spanish connection or whatever, but there's rumours he might be going back to Spain at the end of his uh, end of his run. But he has overtaken Michael Owen and Craig Bellamy uh, in Premier League strikes. Uh, I think he's been for Newcastle. Yeah. Newcastle. <laughs> Bloody yeah. hell. Sorry, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Made that very clear. Yeah. He might have scored some in today. So know, have you start, are you becoming a Perez revisionist now? Are you starting to think that he's a bit of an asset? Um, he's played very well this season. He's been it's only 25 well. by yeah exactly so he could get better I don't I mean, he's, know he's 25 and he's he's made apparently 175 appearances for Newcastle in the Premier League mm. and he's made 109 no sorry that's because that includes a season in the Championship right so yeah. he made 190 appearances for Newcastle United overall mm. I mean this, this day and age that's a good good bit yeah. of service isn't it? especially for a player that's still 25 years old yeah. you know? he's, he's surely one that you'd want to hang on to well we just need bodies, don't we? I yeah. guess Newcastle United just doesn't seem to want to sign anyone who's uh, over a certain age uh, at any kind of fee. He just wants to get everyone on loan all the time. Um, and, uh, sorry, Jim, go on. I was just going to say, he's, he's talking about selling the club, isn't he? Surely. Yeah, it's about that time again, isn't it? Surely, yeah. The, I, it's, it's when I'm thinking about booking me summer holidays. Like, oh, Mike Ashley wants to sell the club again. Better go on holiday. Yeah, but Mike Ashley and Rafa Benitez could both be replaced by very rudimentary AI robots. because <laughs> Something you could program, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, even I could program it, yeah, using my BBC <laughs> Micro. Um, <laughs> because not only has Mike Ashley started talking about this selling the club kind of thing again, but Rafa Benitez has said he's now considering staying long term. It's like, <laughs> make your mind up, Rafa. It's yeah. 10, check time, 20, print, yeah. in, Th- open call on. 30, go to 10. 30, go to, and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then 30 is go to 10, yeah. What's the programming time. language for that? Uh, I, I guess we'd well BBC Basics. Basic, yeah, isn't it? Quite it's basic, basic yeah. yeah. Visual, but not Visual Basic, before mm. Visual Basic. A yeah. rudimentary version of Visual Basic is yeah. what... Um, is running Newcastle United at the moment. <laughs> Visual Basic was an add-on to Basic, so... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but, uh, yes, he is open to offers for the club. It happens around about this time every year. Um, one thing we didn't... Uh, it's it's great that uh, Newcastle are staying up, certainly for my, for me, but uh, Leicester looked... Did you see any of this match? Did, Leicester yeah. looked very, very ordinary. Half, I just yeah, couldn't understand. Jimmy Vardy obviously missed a, a bit of a sitter at the end, and that was a bit of a let-off for Newcastle, but I, I, they just I, looked very, very ordinary. They felt, and, and Vardy's been good under Rodgers. Mm. Rodgers has clearly tapped into him and given him some confidence he's played well. Um, but to me, it looked like um, Leicester had checked out. Mm. They're, they're, I mean, they're seventh. They're, yeah. I mean, uh, is it possible for a bunch of professional athletes to get up for finishing seventh? Do, mm. do they really do they realistically have meetings where they go, look, if we really push, we can finish seventh here? Mm. Or have they have they got to the stage now where they're, for them there's four Premier League games left and they're like, do you know what? We're realistically not going to finish lower than 11th. So seventh to 10th. It's probably where we are, mm. and even subconsciously, <laughs> they've, t- they've switched off. And Newcastle clearly were, were not fighting for their lives, but knew they had to get a win. I thought it was a very, very disappointing performance by Leicester, particularly mm. at home, given what's come before with Rodgers, because they had won four Premier League games mm, yeah. leading up to that. So yeah, it was disappointing. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I don't think we ever spoke about this. I saw this video um, on YouTube uh, this week. Did you did you see James Madison uh, pranking Damari Gray uh, last season mm. with a bit of? I call it uh, Nicky Nocky Nine Doors, but I assume you but it was guys a different version of that, wasn't it? Different. It was like basically he's outside the hotel room. He props a bucket full of water uh, on the corner on the on the side of the d- door, so that when the person opens the door, they get wet feet. Yeah. Uh, so he knocks on the door. Jamari <laughs> runs out. By which time, um, yeah, James Madison has, has long departed the, the scene. Uh, he gets wet feet. He jumps over. 
the 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 bucket truck to attack whoever has wet his feet, um, and then the the hotel door locks behind him. Yeah. A beautiful little yeah. sketch. It's it's really really well pranked. It's it well really executed. It's, it's gone exactly. It's gone exactly, or possibly even better than what they thought, because the door actually closes as it's, well. It's gone as well as you'd expect for a creative midfield player like James Madison. <laughs> if if a centre back was doing that, yeah. Imagine when the centre back finds himself in the opposition half and he's got a chance. Yeah. And it's it's hit or miss. Yeah. <laughs> it's Scott Roman Staffy's putting his foot in that bucket. Yeah. And drenching he's falling himself. down the stairwell. Yeah. Drenching <laughs> himself. Uh no, setting the fire alarm off on the way down. <laughs> yeah. And then um getting arrested before saying very vehemently that he wants to move to Inter. Danny Stillwater. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, right, we're going to take a short ad break. We're going to have some uh, emails and talk a little bit about uh, Fulham Everton because that's what we're doing. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's been a while since the football ramble toured, so come see the football ramble live. And we're back. Yeah. Thank you very much to um, the ad people for putting some ads in there. We're back with the Football Ramble. I'm yeah. Pete, joined by Jim and uh, Luke. Uh, can we have some emails, please? Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Not the bees! Ah! You've got mail. Bad bees! Hello. Um, <laughs> Hello, Jim. Lots of, lots of mentions of bees this week, actually. We had a few people email in about that horrific thing where this, uh, the lady had... She basically had four bees in her eye. In her eye. We talked about it on the Luke yeah. and Pete. Yeah. Show. Was yeah. it not three bees? Or was four. it wasps? Uh, Either way. It was four bees. Get lost. Jimmy, you, you've got the bonnet on now, haven't you? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah very in, much so. You've mm. borrowed Pete's bonnet. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I have. Sits very nicely on that forehead. Cheers, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Stop having a go at people's head. I'm not having Strange. a go at it. I'm just saying we've got them. We've all got them. 
We've all got forehead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Afternoon, chaps. Hello, mate. Lovely Hello. to hear the name of Tommy Amiobi on this week's preview show. Oh. My club, Scunthorpe, signed him on loan during the 07-08 season when we were in the championship. We were relegated that season and Tommy made a big contribution to that with an all-important zero goals in 10 appearances. He managed to combine the mobility of a late-career Shola with a game-reading of a young Sammy. In short, <laughs> he was comfortably one of the very worst forwards I've ever seen in a Scunthorpe shirt and that is a competitive field. <laughs> At the end of the season, our local rivals Doncaster took our place in the championship after winning the playoffs. To the amusement of all Scunthorpe fans, Donny signed Tommy before realising their mistake and loaning him out to another club, Grimsby. During his tour of the region, Amiobi managed a grand total of no goals, but he will never be forgotten by anyone who saw him play. Cheers, mm. George. To be fair, at Scunthorpe, was he not young then, though? Well, I mean, the eyewitness account it suggests that that doesn't really matter. Do you think you've got not? an Amiobi on your books? You, you expect more, I think it's fair to say. I mean, to be mm. fair, he's probably around the same age as sort of Marcus Rashford at the time. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, guys. Just like to add some further weight to Marcus's suggestion that a team becoming eggs has a detrimental effect. My team Barnsley went full egg, minus a couple of players, ahead of the 99-2000 First Division playoff final. Despite taking a 26-second lead, we went on to lose 4-2, including one of the newly egged Darren Barnard, missing the only penalty of his Barnsley career when the score was 1-1. Nothing good has ever come from a team going full egg. Cheers mm. from oh. Mark. Would you reckon we should put the call out, show at thefootballramble.com for anyone who's witnessed an improvement in their players or team through um, egging. Yes. Through like full <laughs> egging. I believe you've just done it. So yeah, I would. And, and show at thefootballramble.com. I've noticed on our 12 eggs of Easter, which we're currently right in the thick of. Mm. Um, thick egg. Yeah. The, a few, I don't know if this is our problem or theirs, but a few listeners have, have been on Twitter saying it took them to about episode four or five to realise what we actually meant by eggs. Yeah. We, can, and we can only lead a horse to what? Exactly. And and they, I think up until that point, they thought that it just meant they were good eggs and they were good people. Oh, right. Okay. Which yeah. is problematic when it comes to Arrigo Saki. <laughs> that's, that's just like, yes. So, so for, for the avoidance of doubt, eggs is a bald person. Mm. Yeah. Good God, it's like Alan Parry. <laughs> yeah. The queen is not dead. Yeah, unless yeah. you went in the night and it's yet to be found. <laughs> and also, this is no judgment on any bald person. No, of course it's not. Just... It's an endorsement of the egg. Mm. We're yeah. getting there with our big... Why have I got Hiroi is uh, big in Japanese, and that's why I always remember the word Hiroi because I Hiroi forehead. I've got a big forehead. <laughs> so that, so, so, it, so I've, I've got a complex. You've broken him now. Yeah. Japanese complex. Between us, we've got one egg. Yeah, you've got <laughs> yeah, a third. Definitely. Each. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see a mixture of all of our hairs. It would be like um, like a multi grass solution. You've just imagined Marcus Speller, <laughs> <laughs> who, who has three haircuts in one. As my friend um, at university used to say, greedy scenes. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, another email here, which is a bit of beef um, oh. in my direction. Beef and eggs. Yep. Uh, hello, chaps. Thank you, Don. I feel I have to write in and correct a mistake of Jim's from the Dion Dublin episode, oh. where he states that in 96 97, uh, Ravenelli scored 30 goals, when in fact he only scored 16. He said it a few times in the past, and it's always bugged me. Check your facts, son. That's from Connor Salmon, he says, which is a footballer, but he's. His email address says he's kind of Phillips. Um, and it also says sent from my dude. So um, I did do my research um, and he got 31 goals in that season across all competitions. Yeah. So um, yeah, you're wrong. Light, lighten up. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I think that's, I don't see you get taken issue with people enough, Jim. And, and when you do it, I have to say it's always delicious. Yeah, yeah. I get a little bit of excitement. Yeah, and good. That, that, that sentence went in a different way. They, they, they got relegated, of course, that season. And rather than they <laughs> played a grand total of two games in the second tier, we went, well, I'm fucking off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed straight it took to, him that long. Straight to, to Marseille. In, yeah. in many ways, I, I, where he I, scored a hundred goals, Connor. Yeah. I like to think that the two goals he took, he, he, the two games he played in the second tier from Middlesbrough in 97, 98 yeah. were away games on the way down to Marseille. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll pop in. I'll pop in on the way down. Yeah. The um, Anglo-Italian Cup. <laughs> yeah. We've got a, uh, got a cold sore update as oh, well. Oh, okay. 
Hi guys, love the show, especially the non-football related stuff. Been a lot of that today. Mm. Anyway, after telling my girlfriend every winter that people with cold sores don't seem to ever get cancer, she eventually snapped at me to find a gold standard peer-reviewed scientific paper that proves that to be true. Well, guess what? I did. Not only is there a correlation, but it was first observed way back in the 70s. The herpes simplex virus, cold sores, is now being used in both the US and EU as part of an immunotherapy treatment for cervical cancer. So you may well look bad when you get one, but at least if you spread it about, you can say you were saving lives. And that stuff about adults never catching them is rubbish. I was 21, and it's the only thing I've still got from my first marriage. That's from Ian in Cyprus, who sounds like a complicated fellow. Give us a smooch, Jim. Well, just to round it off. Just before you do round it off, uh, none of that should be construed as official medical advice. Indeed. I'm yeah. also not having a check to the paper. I'm also none of us H- are medical professionals. HPV does give you a higher risk of, uh, of cancer, I'm fairly certain. I have no that idea. Of cancer. Absolutely no idea. Misinformation. We're not doctors. We're yeah. not doctors. No. Simon from Cardiff, though, says, as a fully qualified, jo- uh, as a fully doctor. qualified doctor, <laughs> I can confirm that contracting herpes is age irrelevant. So just a warning to Jim not to snog any men with cold sores on tour. Uh, so Jim Lawrence... You are fake news. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you, got, you, you might have to make some phone calls, mate. And Jim, you're probably going to snog as many listeners as possible. Absolutely. Because, I mean, Pete's not going to get through all of them, is he? No, no so. exactly. Wear a mouth condom. You two, you two are the heartthrobs <laughs> of, uh, of the football ramble. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, right, so we go uh, straight into uh, a bit of uh, Fulham versus Everton. Babel and uh, Kearney with the goals there. And one shot on target, Jim. Yeah. Uh, against the most porous defence in the league, which is Fulham. Really Everton, annoying from an Everton Arsenal point have... of view, having <laughs> lost to them last week. Completely dreadful. Um, they're going to be staying ninth, missing out on climbing over Watford and Wolves. They could have um, got a little bit of ground up the um, up the finishing uh, position mm. bonus a little bit. I just is, can't is this understand what's happening with Everton here. Is Leicester? They just they, they just, just not motivated. They I just, just think lost every, the point I just at this think point. Marco Silva can't set his team up against big teams. <laughs> Bingo! There we go. <laughs> I, I was really disappointed in them because just get the ball and shoot. Yeah. Every time you get the ball, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> because they got the worst goal, in my opinion, the worst yeah. goalkeeper in the league. Yeah. It, would you, is it like when there's an outfield player in goal? Is it that bad? Just have a crack. Just have a crack. I don't want to be disrespectful to Mr. Rico. <laughs> but yeah, for that, at least it? try it. Yeah. Just try it, you know. <laughs> One shot on target, that's not good enough against a, an already relegated team. Who were having team. a lovely time. Fair play to Tottenham's fans as well. They were excellent. Aaron Babel was tearing it up. He was. At one point. Is it fair to say he's probably been one of their better signings? Is it fair to say that he was exactly what they needed in January (laughs) when they they were on course to get the worst defensive season in Premier League history? Ryan Babel is the answer. (laughs) He'll get himself a move though, won't he? Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. maybe Everton's the sort of profile of club he's looking at, so he yeah. really turned it on. I thought he might only be... Um, is he only there temporarily anyway? Right. Yeah, I think he only signed to the end of the season. Well, he's 32, he? isn't he? But he can absolutely do a job for a, for a decent team in the Premier League based on what we've seen him in, I think. Yeah, well... I don't know. Uh, Josie was spotted in the crowd as well. Yeah, that's a weird one, isn't it? <laughs> he is a man now whose every move is interpreted as a political statement of some yeah. kind. Like, so you couldn't move online for articles about him, not only him being there, which I suppose is, I suppose it is news because he obviously was managing the biggest club in the country up until recently and mm. people here are obsessed with him. But just him attending a football game in West London where he's mm. presumably got a house yeah. and yeah. given that Chelsea were away from home that weekend... It's not the biggest news in the world. And Mm. I don't know that anything should be read into it or interpreted from it. Can he go and watch Chelsea play? Has he done that since he's uh, quit? I think he can, but they were in Liverpool, weren't they, anyway? um, And also, by the way, something that wasn't mentioned in the newspaper stories I saw about it, it's probably the best place in the country to go and watch a game. It's beautiful down there. (laughs) Nice walk along the river. I was in Manchester. What was the weather like? Lovely. On Saturday. Yeah, nice. nice. Okay, lovely. 
Yeah. It's a beautiful place, place I think to it was nice, wasn't it? Or was it raining? I can't remember. It's definitely <laughs> nice. It was nice on Sunday. I can give you that. Yeah. I can't right. get I can't get closer than that. We appreciate that. Um Scotty Parker's first win as manager. He's gonna have an alright time in the championship with all these players that they may, may not be able to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they've all got I think they've all got clauses. Yeah. I, I think I think, as I said earlier in the season, they're playing certainly playing a few months ago, they've got clauses. <laughs> Put it that way. So who I'm knows? Here, mate. Is there talk that Scott Parker will maintain his job there? Like a Darren Moore kind of scenario? Or? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's been such a disaster, isn't it? It's been so... It's very difficult to blame Parker for the, the form not sort of turning around after Ranieri um, and, and the sort of mess that the squad... Well, he's the third, third manager being. of the season. If you're the third manager of the season and you manage to turn it around, well, well done you. But yeah. I mean, it's not, a, it's not an easy job, is it? I think they'll consider him, won't they? But given that it's his, you know, his first role... Hmm. And they'll presumably be wanting a promotion push to try and come straight back up, especially given the money they've spent. But you know, would who, they take that risk? Do you think? Jim, you know who are favourites for the championship at the start of this season? Stoke City. Oh, and they've gone nowhere near it. They've had a disastrous season, mm. and it can go like that very, very easily in the championship because it's as as we always say, it's so competitive. It's competitive enough as it is, and then you tr- chuck Fulham, Huddersfield, and you know, and a and other into the mix. My goodness me, it's going to be difficult. And Stoke, Stoke have come nowhere. Near. Stoke are sixteenth now. Yeah, and they were hot favourites to win the championship, so it's mm. never going to be as easy as that. Um, but maybe they want to keep a bit of um, a bit of consistency throughout. I don't know. I don't know if he was ever appointed as anything other than sort of have a go at this because it's gone to complete mm. shit. I, I don't think know. I think they will have to cut their cloth accordingly. Let's make that very clear. I don't know how much money they're going to make um, going down, but and the manager tried. That's really <sighs> the only tried to buy Wembley a while back. Mm. He's got he's, he's pots of it, mate. mate. Um, uh, one uh, one player with a link to both Fulham and uh, Jose Mourinho did uh, <laughs> do a little uh, tip bit, which should have gone in the WhatsApp group, but I'm putting it here anyway. Uh, Mark Schwartz uh, uh, revealed that uh, one of Jose's last instructions before the Liverpool-Chelsea match back in 2013-14 was, lads, I want at least two bookings for time-wasting before half-time, which Ugh. I think is very enjoyable. Before half-time. Was that, taken, was that taken from the Miguel Delaney piece about the <laughs> about the game? Because that was a really so, good yeah, article. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that rings a bell. It's funny, that. It's, I just like the way that... Schwartz have played in that game. I think he was about 40 two at the time <laughs> yes you know exactly. who else played in that game Mo Salah four Chelsea yeah, did yeah. yes yeah. that's correct yeah, yeah. yeah did nothing and got Very, subbed off well you know he, he's, he's gone on to better things things change things change <laughs> things do change uh, on to Manchester United uh, West Ham fairly uh, underwhelming performance from Man United uh, but they are now two points off Chelsea in fourth I could see them ch- changing places quite easily quite frankly <laughs> Because Chelsea are looking pretty awful. Would VAR have uh, changed the outcome in this match? Obviously, two penalties for uh, Pogba. Uh, West Ham, not particularly happy about the situation. I thought West Ham could consider themselves very hard done by. Mm. And I thought May United were underwhelming. Mm. And they had some good decisions. I think the first penalty was a 50-50. Yeah. And I thought, the f- obviously, the West Ham goal before that shouldn't have been ruled out. Mm. And it could have been a different game. Uh, but it wasn't, and Man United are a good team, and so they, they managed to close it out and good on them, but I was underwhelmed by them. I don't know about you, Yeah, Jim. I mean, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been saying that he feels like they're maybe not fit enough for his, his style because he likes to be quite intense, and that that is now starting to show. It's bad news, um, given the, the, the running they've got now and what what they need to do to get over the line. Hmm. Well, um, Pete, you think, do you think United will get up there, do you? you think I think I, I can't, Chelsea are just on such a poor run at the moment. They just look really, really ordinary at times, and, and I don't think teams that are in the top four should... Be looking that ordinary. Well, Chelsea, no, Chelsea are okay. I mean, they've won the last three Premier League games before the before the Liverpool game, yeah. and they've got a chance in the uh, Europa League. Well, more than a chance, really. You fancy them to get through to the semi-finals. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I differ from you because I just don't trust Solskjaer. I don't think it's. I, I, I know I've said this a lot, and it's probably annoying my United fans by now. Uh, that's you know tough titty. 
Uh, <laughs> I just don't think Solskjaer's a very good appointment, personally. And they've now they've now lost four of their last six. Um, of course, they and, and they just didn't look that good um, against West Ham, and they didn't look that good in the game they won in those six. The other game they won that six run, which was against Watford. I've just not been that impressed with them. They, uh, apparently, uh, Solskjaer's willing to hand the captaincy to Paul Pogba to keep him sweet and not yeah. move on. But, there's, uh, there's been a lot of confusing noise about that as well because Guillaume Balaguer came out and said that there's absolutely no issue between them and it's all just you know Real Madrid mischief making right. um, but it does seem surprising to me the idea that Pogba would already have fallen out with him no well, he, he, he was sorry but he was be, he, Pogba would have been a complete sausage to Jose Mourinho mm. I've heard decent mm. sources about that about him openly sort of openly disrespecting Mourinho in front of the rest of the squad right. at training yeah. but I've not heard that he's been doing that to Solskjaer mm. and I don't I'd be like you guys I'd be hugely surprised if he wants to move on but on the Solskjaer on the United point it could feasibly lose their next four games you know I mean they could they, they got, they've got Barcelona away which I think we'd all agree they're going to be, under, <laughs> be underdogs they're up yeah. against it they've got Everton away okay well you never know what kind of Everton you're going to get they've got Man City after that mm-hmm. and they've got Chelsea after that well, that Man City game is a big carrot, though, isn't it? Is, is yeah, that could not you not like? To... Yeah, could you not kind of like they, they've got the chance of of really um, putting Man City in, in shit? Although at the, at the same time, though, that might hand Liverpool the league. That is such a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. A... I forget about I'm, them. I'm United. not saying they will lose the next four games. I'm saying yeah, they're, they're four quite hard games. Mm. I think they've got a chance against Everton at the very least. Yeah, well, <laughs> we can agree on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, spotted in the dugout, uh, Luke and Jim, uh, a black love star, large size, grade three silicon gel dildo was spotted. Mm. Is this um, great the, model. the dildo brothers? <laughs> great model embracing product placement. I don't know. You embrace the detail there, Jim. Pete, carry yeah. on with your, with your research. Non-toxic. It's tasteless. It's uh, easy to clean. It's, yeah. it's got everything. For, is it, is for it a big, Fer- black, big black dildo? It, it's fantastic. Is it the Ferrari of the dildo? It's the industry. Ferrari of the dildo. Industry. What was it doing there, Pete? Say again. What was it doing there? Having a sleep. <laughs> Just there, wasn't it? Yeah. Which, which dugout? I think it was the man. I think it was in. It, it was, think, was it behind or it was, in front of the? It looked like it was dugout. in a little pathway between the pitch and the crowd next yeah. to the dugout. Yeah. From what I saw. Well, maybe, maybe it was just a gift from Golden <laughs> Sullivan. Well, just if they, they, they do it every game and we just never seen it before. If, if you want it back, I believe it's been handed into lost properties. So, Has it really? Uh, I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Uh, imagine picking. Up. I did, when I when I heard about the dildo brothers, I never for one second imagined they shared a dildo. Oh, what do you think? They're, they're, they're that, one each. They're, they're, <laughs> they're in the game themselves. It'd be one each. Should be able to easily get discounts. Two each. One for in and one for um, in your bag. Yeah. Yeah. For backup. Backup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, we'll be talking about uh, the 72, the other leagues, uh, after this short ad break. They're going down, down to watch the Football Ramble Live. Football Ramble Live. RambleLive.com is how you can get tickets. We've had an extra show. Are we going to run adverts for our live shows every single show between now and September? Yes, we are. Until they're sold out. Until they're sold out. God damn it. Are we that nervous about our ticket sales? Until we're playing Wembley. (laughs) Yeah. They're all sold out now, by the way. Don't come. (laughs) They're not sold out. RambleLive.com. Get involved. We want to see the whites of your eyes. We've added another date, as Pete's alluded to there, at Alexandra Palace in London Mm. um, towards the end of September. So go to RambleLive.com for further information to get your tickets because they're selling fast. Yes. Uh, The previous show will be in your ears on Thursday as well. How did our best bet Get on Luke Moore. Well, you remember Paul, who luckily for him only submitted his first name. Right. Because he has delivered, I think, unless you guys are going to correct me, the most shocking best bet <laughs> in history. And this from a man who started his email about how good he is at picking winners. Right. Then back Brighton to beat Bournemouth, a game they lost 5-0 <laughs> at yeah. home. 
They did have a sending off. And speaking of exocets, <laughs> the Anthony Knockart exocet. Oh. He, he flew Noy. from off camera. Yeah. Like a hundred miles an hour. And and everyone instantly was like, that's a red. That's yeah. a, that's, it's a sort of, even as a home fan, you go, oh, that's a shame. In, yeah. in, in an era Ugh. where we like to have, and we're as much a part of this as anyone else, mm. we like to have conversations, opinions, controversies about every incident. There's not one scintilla of controversy no. about that red Not one quantum. He is, he is firmly in the Huckabee zone and look at Apple's really tries to fight his way out of it. <laughs> yeah. But listen, show up the footballhammer.com for a new best better. Yeah. It's a, I tell you what, um, guys, it's a um, a very, very desirable hot seat now because it can't get any worse than it got last week. No. Mm. So you're going to be in there at rock bottom. You're almost a bit Easy. like... Um, a fire, you must be like a big Sam coming in. Right, okay. A firefighting yeah. kind steady, of job. Steady the ship a little so bit. So put best bet in the subject line and email in to show at thefootballramble.com. Yes, uh, so in uh, the championship, Ipswich are the first team to be relegated in the entire football league, the English football league this season, uh, after a one all draw with Birmingham City. 17 years in the second tier. Mm. That's sad to see, isn't it? Especially because Norwich are doing so well. Yeah. Twitter well, was populated with. Um, and listen, Ipswich are a, a, a big club, a great club, and I'm very sorry for their plight, and I hope they bounce back. Mm. Um, but Twitter was awash with Ipswich fans insisting through the tears. Um, you might even go as far as to say they doth protest too much right. about how they still didn't want to stick with Mick McCarthy, and it was uh, it was at least we didn't play terrible football. I mean, <laughs> all right, I'll leave that well, out there. Present play, that without comment. You can play great football in uh, League One next season. That's <laughs> Pompey. I'm not doing actually Pompey. I'm not doing that at the moment. Jim, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say basically that. I was going to say <laughs> okay, it's worth the effect of um, <laughs> what I was going to suggest. Oh, you know, doesn't uh, he doesn't seem like such a bad idea idea now, does he? But apparently, he still does. Yeah. So, um, what about Paul Lambert and his future? It's just, it's just, it's just sad. So it's it's just relentlessly depressing. <laughs> mm. I mean, is it? Uh, it's hard to know where he goes next, whether he stays there or not. Mm. Um, Ipswich clearly have got issues around funding, and they've been mismanaged and all the rest of it they won four games this season it's nowhere near good enough of maybe course maybe Paul Lambert could give Dortmund a ring see if they need a hand again <laughs> I, I wonder how long it's going to be till that this reputation he's not starting to manufacture himself reaches you he's know, still, he's yeah, still young he's 49 Dortmund. he's 49 yeah. is that I, young? I don't even know anymore to do you remember when the, when the footballers media, are getting younger do you remember that media media went through that phase of calling Alan Pardew an exciting young manager when he was about 52 mm. it's because he got white hair when he was about he just did too much bleach in the uh, 90s and he just <laughs> got instant white hair. He was yeah. only a couple of years younger than Manuel Pellegrini, wasn't he, when he called him that slur? Yeah, <laughs> that slur. Pardew's 57 now. Yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't really act like a 57-year-old. No, not in the ground show on a Friday. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, do you remember when uh, Paul Lambert scored that amazing goal uh, for uh, Blackburn Rovers? He like he was playing for like their B team or You're something. He, me fancied, now. he fancied he fancied and he chipped reserve. the keeper from about thirty five yards. Oh, it was brilliant. That wasn't I really seen his game. Yet. No. That wasn't I'm really just his saying game he, he needs to get on the he needs to get on the pitch. That's all I'm saying. He so is that what the they did? They just they 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 sympathised with him by showing a goal he scored for the reserve. <laughs> no, that's what I always play. whenever I hear Paul Lambert in my head. That's what I plays in my head. Him scoring that amazing goal. This is a man who's this is a man whose Wikipedia page and his career statistics. It's the first time I've ever seen this. And it must be because they're unclear about the stats. But in his um, in his appearances and goal scoring in, in Scotland, he's got like instead of say thirty two appearances, three goals. He's got thirty two plus three plus. 
But it could be more. But we're not sure. <laughs> so he's, he's officially listed 686 plus appearances Maybe it's and 41 plus goals. Has he sub- submitted reserve appearances? Like We just need to check this is all right. Yeah. <laughs> a bit like a bit of the old Romario going on yeah. there. A game's yeah. a game. A yeah. game is a game. Uh, Norwich extend their lead at the top of the championship after grinding out a, a fairly uh, turgid one all at uh, Wigan. Vital wins for Derby, uh, Borough and Villa too. It's all happening at the top, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Once again, the championship has shown us the way. I couldn't stick the Norwich-Wigan game because it's Watching Wigan, watching Wigan games at Wigan is just awful. There's no <laughs> fans there to the point of where they've now blocked off the front five or six rows, mm. and they just put permanent adverts there instead. Wow! Mm. Because they're not going to sell any tickets. Yeah, and it's it's hard to watch football in that kind of environment, and that's why I think it gives you a reminder of the, f- the power that fans have. There's no way if Premier League fans stayed away because they're unhappy about something, it would be anywhere near as marketable as it is. Mm. Because it, it's try watching a Wigan game. No disrespect to Wigan, I know I'm sure the fans who do support the club are great, and um, you know they've had their they've had their day in the sun and all the rest of it, and I'm sure they will again. But it's not it's nowhere near the same product when mm. you're watching it with no fans in the stadium. Yeah. It, it looks like a reserve game. Oh yeah, it's really yeah. Nice. yeah. yeah. And it, it, everything just seems like it, it just echoes. You can hit, when you can hear the ball being kicked, it's like, oh, you can just hear, Sido! Sido! Joey Barton's car was stopped in the car park by police after an alleged assault after they were well beaten by Barnsley. He's in a bit of trouble. But it was a fascinating kind of like the the, the, the police woman like ran in front of his car and kind of stopped it with her hands, which is really mm. exciting. Did she? Yeah, it was that really exciting. It was real kind of like APB stuff. Why do people like always stopped w- it while it was driving? <laughs> yeah, it looked like, like a very it. strong policewoman. Yeah, it was incredible. Why do people always want to solve any conflict with a fight? As a pacifist, I find it incredible. Hashtag the mind boggles. <laughs> Joey Barton, twenty third December two thousand and eleven. Yeah, mm. eight years ago to be fair. Doesn't but he use, was, uh, doesn't use his fist. He uses a cigar usually to uh, stop fights. Yeah, is it a cigar? Is it, yeah, is that is that legal to say that or not? What do you mean? Well, didn't he Did put out a cigar in someone's face? Yeah, there was talking about players' yeah, eye, yeah. 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 I believe. Yeah. Good. Mm. Good. I don't think I mean, Cigar was involved yeah. this time. Though. Both no, clubs no. have sort of muddied can... the water a lot, haven't they? They've both been very sort of quiet about what's actually was happened. Was it mud mm. or was it blood in the water? <laughs> it might have been a cigar. <laughs> we I just don't know. Don't know. <laughs> uh, in the Scottish Cup, uh, Celtic uh, beating uh, nine-man Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup. And uh, yeah, two players sent off for the Dandy Dons, uh, Ryan Christie. Did you see the head-to-cheek interaction? I did through fingers. It was disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. I've only seen it a couple of times. Quite grainy footage on um, on the laptop. Mm. And did it, I mean, do you think it wasn't intentional? Though, was it, it was massively intentional. He didn't take one look at the ball. Um, he got, only got a yellow for it. Yeah, well, he got a second yellow. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not in charge of the referees. It's funny you say that because I didn't. I don't know if even Neil Lennon thought that. Look at it, and Lennon knows a headbutt. <laughs> Why? <laughs> but like Ryan Christie's eye on the ball. Uh, the, the player, the player uh, who's in the dock on this particular situation, he's uh, he, his head went straight into the player. I, I'm, I, okay, fair enough. It, was, I've not, I've it not looked not premeditated to me. I've not seen it close enough, so I'll have mm. to I'll have to defer. Never mind. Um, yeah, so we'll uh, head on over to WhatsApp uh, Boulevard. If that's all right with you. Yeah. yeah right. You got a little jingle for that, Pete? WhatsApp. For God's sake. We're in the WhatsApp group. These are the sort of like naughty little stories that get um, shoveled around our respective mm. uh, smartphones. This is very much the clean version of it, although, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, less graphic drawings by me. Um, because we all know that the majority of the WhatsApp group is taken up by um, cameraman Sam sharing food that he's mm-hmm. eating. Yes. You sharing unspeakable things, Pete Donson. How uh, very rude. I like to give you, a, I like to help you. Um, kind of give you a bit of, uh, like not Chris from the Mill, but I, I like to kind of like give you horrible things so that mm. when you go out in the world, you're kind of... But you also I've actually heard that you're very interested in the human condition. I yeah. am. I am. Mostly foreheads. <laughs> uh, but Pete also, is also Pete getting annoyed with um, us sharing memes that aren't 
current enough. Yes. Yeah. So if, 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 old. if you want to, if you want to see a, a human being turn into Incredible Hulk, share with Pete Charlie bit my finger, mm. and he Please goes don't. mad. Please don't, because we know mad. what the what my Twitter is going to be like for the next yeah. week. What's your cut off in terms of memes? How old can they be? Six months. But then I'll share something, and you'll go, "That's really old," and I go. I knew that. <laughs> I yeah, it happens, Did you it? see that uh, Leeds United uh, player, uh, player um, fan who'd uh, absolutely destroyed no, his, his ankle. ankle? Yeah. How did they actually? I know he was celebrating a goal, but how did they actually get such a bad injury? I don't know. It must have been the, it must have been a stair based incident. But his his leg looked like a, a, a spaghetti junction. Oh, yeah, he was smiling good. though. He'd had a lovely time. He's on gas. Did he? Awful. <laughs> he was in the stand still. Uh, did you see the uh, River Plate fan who got a QR code? tattooed on his leg basically when you scan it with your mobile phone it takes you to the highlights of the Copa de Libertadores uh, final on YouTube that, I mean that is brilliant isn't it I mean, it has, is. has, has he uploaded it himself though? that's what I if mean it comes down that will... what, what, what? That... straight away I'm thinking copyright claim copyright claim I'm people amazed are going to be that... copyright claiming it and he's going to be massively mugged yeah. off I am amazed that, it, that that works though can it be adjusted can you latterly put a YouTube video and attach it to an old QR code so in um... which case he could just upload it himself and no, because then... it's specifically it will be specifically tied to that URL, I suppose. So that's it would a be Max that exact, game. You know, you would have He's to. He's not thought that through. You would have to be there at the point that that video gets deleted, and I presume YouTube would reassign that number to something else. Um, so you'd have this situation, this weird situation. And how? Just I don't really know too much about QR codes, but how accurate would the tattooists have to be to do that effectively? Not yeah. as a t- not as uh, accurate as you would probably expect. Right, as long okay. as the box are roughly in the in the right place. They, they it's like a barcode, basically. Yeah, because I think they're designed so you can print them on quite resolu- low resolution devices okay. and they're all squares and stuff. So mm. he's, he's he, they've done a lovely bit of work and it completely works, but uh, yeah, he, he's at risk of a copyright claim whether he's uploaded it or not, quite yeah, frankly. Exactly. Risky. Unless he's done a deal with... Um, the league themselves and it's come <laughs> no, he might have done a deal with the, with the team the itself Bell, maybe the Bell yeah. Doris themselves and it might be some sort of guerrilla marketing campaign yeah oh yeah maybe possibly no, this nothing uh, nothing I'm it's cynical about everything these South days. America all bets are off yeah. um, also this is something you sent to the WhatsApp group uh, Luke uh, Portsmouth didn't know what year they got to the semi-final of the FA Cup on their own Instagram yeah I mean uh, and the reason you know this is not a typo it's because they said it was 2011 yeah. and it was actually 2010 and obviously the zero and the one are miles away from each other on the keyboard so it was yeah, a blatant okay. mm. error. <laughs> and I just want to see Portsmouth shore up their excellent team's performance on the pitch with some top quality <laughs> admin off the pitch. We've seen it happen with Barcelona. Yeah. They won every trophy they, they, they could get their hands on for yeah. a while and then all of a sudden all their players have been indicted for tax avoidance. The admin <laughs> was lacking. Yeah. I don't want Portsmouth to go on the same road off the pitch. We've picked up a trophy this season. Yeah. Let's get the social media right. Let's get the admin right. <laughs> well, you have picked up a trophy and you, you're looking pretty good. Looking Six pretty good wins in a row now. Eight of the last nine 27th of April we play Sunderland away in the league Yeah, and if the we win rematch. that if we win that I'm going to stick my balls out of the bath here if we win that I think we'll get promoted sorry you were off mic saying that they're going to get promoted yeah I just said that yeah okay I just, I'm just, if they win if they win this, beat Sunderland I'm re-upping that same opinion <laughs> no my opinions never change you reconditioned it <laughs> I'm sometimes wrong You've... sometimes right always certain you rebadged it <laughs> yeah um, well thank you for joining us this has been the Football Ramble uh, of a Monday we'll be back uh, on Thursday for the uh, 5 preview show which will be very, very exciting Sons Marcus or is he back on Thursday I think he might think be back. back thank heaven so he's I, not back I'm... on Monday no I think he's back for Thursday right. so All right, we'll then. enjoy Marcus and endure oh, me you make himself available for selection and we'll pick who we pick <laughs> <laughs> it will definitely be Marcus yeah. <laughs> uh, yes we'll be back on Thursday have a cracking uh, week enjoy the Champions League action oh yeah good luck to Arsenal tonight back yeah, to Manchester United on Tuesday and the rest of the teams this 
was a Radio Staccato production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.